superstar. He is an absolute superstar, Tom Mitchell. Crips at the back. Crips is too good. Neil, 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 yes! Oh, how good was that? All right, this has been in the works for a long time. Um, Leggy, the leg man, has been requesting to be on the Ball Magnets pod. Normally, it's the other way around. Normally, the interviewer approaches a guest asking to be on. But I reckon every morning when we're getting taped up for treatment in the morning, for the last year, you've asked me, when am I coming on? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it started off with a bit of banter, but then it <laughs> kind of got a bit serious. And now I'm here and I don't really have anything to talk about. So well, that's great. all it the best. Got, all it, the got best serious, it got serious <laughs> to the point of something's something, you're a little scratch on your face here. Yeah, yeah. Do you mind going into what happened there and... You might have come off second best in, oh, a, in no, a recent no. training session. Well, you, sh- you should have seen the other 14 blokes I had to deal with. <laughs> no, we, um, we had a pre-season training. I just got back from Europe, second training in, and um, we all gathered around James Boss, Boss James. We were in El- uh, Elwood? Elwood, it? yeah. Or down Sandringham. Maybe Brighton. Anyway. Because Pendles and Howie won't leave their bubble, so we have to all travel to them to train in the off-season. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, so we're halfway through all of our running, all of our drills, and... Someone's brought an NFL ball and I saw Sidey throw the most perfect spiral. <laughs> and uh, I, I guess the best part about this story is there's going to be two parts to it. There's obviously my views and how I saw yeah. the, the, the series of events and you. But um, You go first. I'll, I'll go first because I feel like mine is the correct version. You need um, a vent as well, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I reckon I need to get this off my chest because okay. it's actually been fizzing and eating away at me. <laughs> But um, anyway, so I thought, oh, Sidey's throwing this incredible spiral. I was like, you know what, I'm going to utilise this, that beautiful arm he's got. So I said, Sidey, you come here. And I, I said it so loudly, all the boys were interested. So there was 14 blokes. We, we had an audience yeah. and I picked on the weakest link, mm-hmm. which was... Uh, well, you thought it was the weakest link. I, and still, it, and it probably, I still believe it probably was, the weakest it was link. The right, it was the right <laughs> pick for, for an NFL throw <laughs> to have someone defend you, probably the quickest guy in the team. You oh. picked the right... Match up. Yeah, I picked a little diesel tractor <laughs> and I thought, oh, I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to annihilate him and make all the boys laugh. And anyway, so I said, Titchy, you're on defence. I'm the wide receiver. I even went to Sidey. We, we made a plan and I was like, mate, let's, I'm going to pretend to go left and I'm going to slant right. And he goes, so when do I throw it? I go, the moment my left foot hits the ground and I cut, bang it and I'll catch it. <laughs> so... In the NFL, for those who are not aware, everyone in, behind that camera, um, there, there's a flag system where if, if there's a penalty and normally if you're, you're the wide receiver, you're not meant to get hit until the ball touches your hands. So side is about three drops into his step back. Ball's still firmly in his grips and Titchy has absolutely lined me up. <laughs> now, I, was, I hadn't even done my move yet, so I hadn't even, even like, thought, oh, I'm going to go right and left. I just went. And as I've landed, I've turned, and Titchy's chin flushes me in the face. <laughs> and at first I thought, oh, I've just been, I've been clobbered, and I thought my nose had gone. You thought you broke your nose. I thought, because I, I felt like I had a hole in my face. And I remember laying on the ground, I'm like, please don't bleed. And I like sort of touched my nose, like, oh, it's not bleeding, that's fine. It's like, man, it actually hurt. I looked up and all the boys, the worst sound you could hear well, is, like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what have I done? What's my face look like? And they're like, yeah, you're cut. And I was like, oh, God, we still got another running to do. We still got a few ball drills to do. So, yeah, being the camper I was, ran to my car. I've got a first aid kit in there, bit of um, antiseptic, alcohol wipes, 
and then try to call the doc and the doc was just like, what have you done? To your credit, you finished off the session. So I didn't know the rules in NFL. I didn't know that you can't like body check. So I'm thinking, all right, we've got an audience. I'm in a very vulnerable position. Leggy's actually, here's a fun fact. When I was doing a bit of research for today, do you know you were the fastest player in the AFL in 2019? You recorded the fastest time. 37.4 Ks. I I was, and I held that for about three years yeah, or four years until this year. And then Gary Rowan beat me against us. Really? But I didn't play that game. So, so I, was, I, was, I was really flat with all the defenders for letting him hit that speed. Well, you should have got someone to take a leaf out of my book. That's where the body check comes in. <laughs> yeah, so like, all right, I've seen Leggy and Steele tee up this play and I'm thinking, all right, audience, I can't let Leggy get a run because he's, he's just going to fly by me and I'm going to probably roll my ankle and look silly. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to use the body check method. And I didn't know which way you were going to cut. So I just sort of like, I guessed. I'll be honest with you, I guess. You I guess, guess this right. Way. I guess right. <laughs> and I, I didn't even really try and hit you that hard. You you kind of ran into me and my chin has gone straight. Give give the camera a look at that cut. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah, chin's gone yeah. straight into Leggy's head and I've got a massive lump on my chin. This is off-season training. So you're not meant to even do anything physical. Next minute, Leggy's on the ground, pouring blood out of his face, calls the, the – we had to call the club doctor and you would, thought you were going to have to get stitches. Yeah, well, I think um, I think I might have had to, but I would have had to go to the hospital. And I was right. like, "Is there any other ways to go around not having stitches?" And he goes, yeah. "We can glue it." So oh, yeah, yeah. I had this annoying glue, which was great because it's healed really well. <laughs> However, at the same time, it got real prickly, itchy. Yeah. It was oh, it was a nuisance. But what happened the other day at training? Because we're one all now. <laughs> because yeah. Leggy keeps tabs, which I didn't know. I thought we were. How many times did I apologize that day? At least ten. I felt so bad. And yeah. then we got to training Monday and Leggy's been saying for a while, Titchy, I'm coming for you. Just know I'm coming. I'm like, all right. I thought he was forgotten about it. First contact drill, elbow to the nose. Titchy's Blushed down. <laughs> I actually don't think it was an elbow. I think it might have been my hip. Was it your hip? Yeah, yeah. Because to be honest, I I felt like I just ran past you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know when you get hit in the nose and you get watery eyes? Yeah, it yeah. It looked like I was – I felt like I was about to cry, but I just had like – I got flushed in the nose from your hip or your elbow. I I – Deep down, I felt really bad, but at the same time, I was a little bit, bit wrapped. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty proud. But the worst part about it now is now that we're even, yeah. I actually feel like I had a one-up on you because <laughs> I owed you one. Yeah. So I could like, I felt well, like this I was could getting be a bit of paranoia. If we're on separate teams, <laughs> so for everyone listening, in the off-season, we had two training groups. We had a group at Caulfield yep. and we had a group at the, 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 ba- the Bayside crew. Yeah. And I feel like at training, well, the Caulfield crew has discussed. So we had me, Steele, Darcy Cameron, Q. That was sort of our our crew. We're going to go up against you guys in the, in the first team drills, just so you know. Yeah, that's great. what's coming. No, Pendles no. press, all that's all those drills. That's what's coming. Just don't forget, you guys were with us. We were, but we broke and then away. You, yeah, we broke away, and that's that's just, fine. But I want to give you a message that you gave to me that make sure you're wearing two mouth guards, both shoulders taped, maybe a helmet because there's yeah. We're coming. Bring it. Yeah. Bring it. I'm going to sharpen my elbows. Oh, that's so good. Anyway, we better talk about something a little bit more serious because yep. otherwise we'll be just talk gibberish the whole time. Um, I want to talk about the granny. I've, I've listened to the recent podcast you did with Keegan and I thought yep. that was absolutely amazing and obviously being able to share a lot of those moments with you and to the to the point where I actually messaged you, I think in the off season when you're in the middle of – you must have been in Sweden at one point, I think when I messaged you, or maybe France, you messaged me a photo with you and Becky and – Throughout the break, I've been, you know, watching different clips and things. And I think I said to you, one of the clips that made me so emotional was seeing 
how much it meant to you and your emotions because seeing you after the game, you were you were balling, but like it was it was so as a mate and a teammate, it was like so cool to see like how much it meant to you. Yeah, yeah. I um yeah, I mean that that feeling after it, I just remembered bawling my eyes out for five minutes. But like I wasn't sobbing or I wasn't upset. I was, I was just like, yeah, I was happy, but I've, yeah. I've never like felt it was just something had to just come out. Yeah. And that's what was coming out at the time. And um, yeah, I I feel like I do bottle up a lot of my emotions. Like I've, I've got this jovial sort of uh, almost like personality where very rarely will you sort of see me at a, have a bad day or a quiet day. I tend to always try and make other people laugh and smile. Good so enough, I, I yeah. feel like people associate that feeling or that image of me, mm. I guess, always 24 seven. So when, when I do get quite emotional, it does rattle, it does rattle a few people. Yeah. But um, yeah, like, I mean, I'm not sure if I started just reflecting or whatever it was, but something just exploded internally and I just couldn't stop bawling into I probably saw my partner. And yeah. I saw my partner, hugged her, and then I was like, all right, I've got, I think, every tear out. My face better stop leaking because yeah. I'm going to be walking around <laughs> this pump in the air going, how good's this? And I don't want people thinking, you know, nah, man, I, what's wrong with it? it. Yeah, I've I spoken it. about, we haven't released some of the pods I've done with some of the other boys, but and we've spoken on that, that your reaction was one of my favourites. I loved it. I just said the raw emotion, you know, everyone, when that siren went, reacted slightly differently. Like mm. there was guys who were running around and celebrating. There were guys that were so gassed and just, just collapsed. I've heard, heard you talk about that footage. Mm. That calls that footage, the slow-mo footage. It's yeah. myself and Nick collapsing, in, in Crispy's sync. fist pumping. <laughs> you and Howie are charging at each other. Yeah. And then you put the brakes on because Howie's going to clean you up. He did clean me up, he yeah. did, did you? Did he take you down with him? Uh, I think I... God, I'd like to think I caught him, yeah. but I think he took me down. <laughs> he took yeah. you out, and yeah. then it was just like the screaming, the yelling, the, you know, the whole, it was just, it was an incredible feeling. Like yeah. I've never felt anything like it knowing that you didn't have a game the next week. Mm. There wasn't like a, let's taper or hide anything. It was just like, let go, yeah. relief, just get it all out. And, good. and that was just, I lost control over everything. Just That's the best, isn't it? Yeah. I felt the same thing in the moment when that siren went my body almost turned into jelly and I, I just sort of like flopped on the, it was, it was an uncontrollable feeling. It's mm. so hard to describe, but um, one of the best things you'll ever feel in your life. And I think even what put other people at ease going into such a big game, I think obviously the way fly speaks to the group, but how jovial you are. And I, I know there's a, there's a big group in the locker room. Titchy's doing his two hours of stretching. I'll just stop talking in third person, but that's what you do. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's <laughs> when, what you say, when you call yourself the leg man. <laughs> um, but then you're, you're very jovial and I love that photo the team photo when we're on the benches before the game, yeah, you know, when yeah. we run out, you're holding hands with Jamie. Yeah. There's everyone slightly different, but majority of the players, which Fly loved, were were smiling. Pretty much everyone's smiling, except Coxie's got goggles on. Oh, and, and I've got my you, mouth going. Yeah, your mouth going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to rock. <laughs> oh, I love I love seeing when you're in your footy mood. Like it it honestly I, I stay away from you in pre in the pre-game really? stuff because what you do stresses me out sometimes. You just <laughs> we so, could be more opposite. Could you're we? You're so diligent, like, but don't get me wrong. You love laughing as well, but oh, yeah. there are just like the moment we're within forty-five minutes before the game. That's like 
titches in the zone like it's and i and i'm always like walking you're, around you're, still, to, you're still dancing i'm still dancing i'm still pulling people's hair and yeah. i don't know i'm still trying to crack jokes inappropriate jokes all the time but nah, great um, yeah again like that that's just how i relax and, yeah. and the best part is i feel like even you being your um the way you sort of prepare for a game you don't have any judgment towards the way i prepare of and i think not. that's the best part. and same same either way i think yeah. everyone's very respectful of how each other goes about it i would say most guys in the team are like you though i would, yeah. I would say majority are more on the jovial side than which helps because if it yeah. was the opposite way around i feel like potentially the the serious heads might go well why aren't you taking it as seriously Correct. as you I've should been, i've been in teams yeah early days i felt sydney was very very yeah like uh what's the word kind of like you're in the army very hard, serious yeah. and that worked for that team like that team was super mm. successful there's no model that works better you know that may work better than the other but I feel like for our group, it's yeah, the, leg, the leg man's <laughs> the leg man's keeping the, the yeah. spirits up right till we run out. Yeah. Actually, right until the game starts, really, even on the ground, it's it's hilarious. Yeah, I try to um, I try to make it a bit lighthearted, and I feel like I'm the moment we start playing and that you're so in focus, in tune, and that. But when you have like a, a minute break, whether it's a goal or something, it's it's always good just to ease mm. everything because little mental break. Yeah, like if you're having if you're having a tough day, especially like I. I might go 20 minutes and feel like oh, I haven't touched the ball. I'm just running on the open side. When are we going to get the ball to me? Like, and you say in these stories, maybe you come together mm. after a goal, boundary throw in, you celebrate a spoil, like mm. you interact and you stop the stories and you start, mm. I don't know, like the moment you make a joke and then you, and you go off to your opponent, you know, let's go. Like it's a clean slate. You go, yeah, that was a good joke. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm yeah, back, yeah. I'm back. Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. You, you, almost, you just need a reset. And I find, you know, whether it's, Laughing, I feel like laughing is universal. Any country you go to, yeah, you can laugh with anyone. Um, and I feel like the only other universal language besides laughing is farting. So the moment, the <laughs> it's moment, funny in yeah, every language, it's it's, well, you know, a fart if it's in a different country or not. They're all the same. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like the, the only universal languages is laughter and farts. Okay, I've never and, heard that saying, but well, I've just made it then. Yeah, that's so, good. I've um, heard it here first. So yeah, the moment someone who's older than me or or sorry you don't have to be older than me but if someone doesn't like a fart i'm no longer your friend it's as simple as that uh, well hopefully we've got a bit of a crowd here in the audience hopefully we hear a few dropped over there from bailey I'm sure he can help us out <laughs> yeah so two things that you're i would say we call it afl1 so uh rated the best at i think at our club yeah yeah is yeah. celebrating on field so yep. i love when you see us kick a goal and you're deep in the back 50 still arms in the air yeah as if you've kicked it it's the best it's our it's our goal though. that's what they say but yeah it's always a double finger leggy yeah. and the other one is i reckon your contribution in the player whatsapp group on the the player app the teamworks group yeah. i reckon your your content and humor is afl is the best in the team oh so i want to let that, you know that's an that. honor yeah that's, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, where's oh, ip today yeah oh gosh oh, i am um, <laughs> it's here it's here the um I, the the whole IP, like the the jovial stuff in the group chat, I find it's quite bland sometimes. No, I, it's love, the best. I love throwing in something just completely irrelevant, and I've I've noticed that's creeped into training as well. I'll say the most irrelevant things in the middle of of training were like, for instance, what cafe we're going to go have lunch at halfway yeah. through our running sessions. Yeah. Where we're we're doing all sorts of handball things where you probably meant to be serious, but we do something so good we celebrate, and then all of a sudden we've got a 10 second window when no one talks to each other everyone's just jogging to the cone or doing so it's like can i make someone laugh can i say something outrageous can i get people thinking like, often it's the same joke every time it's like so 
before every game, we've got a crew of about six of us who go to the same cafe every we week. Yeah. And then your gag every week is, boys, let's let's change it. And it's so simple. Let's change it up and go to this cafe this week. And we're never obviously going to change it up. And it's not even funny to the point that it is funny. <laughs> it's, it's such an internal joke that it... Darcy, Darcy Cameron loves those jokes. Yeah. He loves them initially. But the moment a joke gets used two or three times, he is off ya. Yeah. So, and, and there's so many times I've had, I've had a little, like a minute chat with Darcy where he goes, Leggy, like, that's enough. We don't need to hear it again. Yeah. And I know that's the point where I've cracked him. Yeah, but that's when and, you, that's, and that's where I ramp it that's up. That's when you ramp it up it, even yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're in their heads there. That's what you got to do. So I want to read this, something. This is probably my favourite one of the year for you. Okay. I want to read it out. I've <laughs> screenshotted it before. Oh, gosh. So... For everyone listening, when a new player gets traded or drafted to the club, the club's very good at notifying you um, of the, the player's contact details. And, um, yeah, just so that everyone can text them and make them feel welcome. And so, <laughs> do you know where this is going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. going to read the whole message. But um, so, Harry Damadia, our, our, is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah. Anyway, has, has Bolt, the Honey Badger. That's, he's already got a nickname, yeah, the Honey, honey Badger. Badger. Yep. So, the Badger. Um, so obviously he doesn't have everyone's number saved. So Leggy's done a message from his phone saying it's Bruzzy Maynard. Um, anyway, I'll, re I'll read a part of it to you. Right. Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> yourself, brother. It's unprofessional. Hazard, sorry. Hazard. It's Bruzzy the big bad Maynard. Get ready to get to work because you look like someone who wants to run through a brick wall with me. Stick with me and I'll teach you how to do it. We bleed black and white. See you on, see you on the 4th of December when all the big boys like myself are back. <laughs> and so Harry, when he, when he first met Bruz, he must have been thinking this guy is either psycho or that's one of the most bizarre messages I've ever got. He, have you cleared uh, that up with him yet or not? I actually haven't. So I feel like if I was to message him again and say, hey, it's leggy or whatever, or now, like if he's in the WhatsApp, is he in the WhatsApp? Yeah, I, he I would hope, be. He yeah, would be. yeah. It would pop up with leggy, leggy Markov as yeah. my WhatsApp name and he'd yeah. be like, that's not Bruz. Like, yeah, he'd be working out who's Bruz, who's leggy. Yeah, but I, um, yeah, it was something that actually someone had done early days it's been used at other clubs. Yeah, it's very yeah. funny. And I, the one person who got me, and this is the reason I I do it now. But um, Sean, no, uh, Marich got me a beauty. So I was out camping, and I didn't do my whereabouts. And mm. this is early days at Richmond. So I just got my Land Cruiser, went out camping, and um, and you didn't have his number saved. And no, no. So I didn't have. So I didn't know how to do my whereabouts on my right, phone. Right. So I messaged Marich, being like, "Hey, can can you get the?" Um, like the wrists of Collingwood, like the yeah, yeah. the person who can help me fill Logisti in my whereabouts. Logistics. Like logistics, like helps with just yeah, everything. Yeah. And yeah. Um, anyway, so he sent me a number back, but it was Grigg's new number, Sean Grigg. And mm -hmm. Sean Grigg then out of nowhere just like went along with it and he goes, uh, hey, mate, uh, this is so-and-so, um, you know, like get back to the campsite, um, drug testers are going to be there. Yeah. And I was like what the hell, like, have I done something wrong? And he's like, yeah, you haven't filled in your whereabout, blah, 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 blah. You're in big trouble. Make sure you get back to the campsite. So I've, like, driven six hours to oh, the, no. the new campsite. No. And I've turned around and I started, like, speeding back to not get fined. And I'm like, how are the drug testers there? Like, stall them. Like, I was, like, going to write something. Like, oh, I'm out kayaking. Can you, like, just, <laughs> like, tell them I'll be there in about five hours or whatever. And as I'm flying down, he just, like, replies back about half an hour later. Um, hey, mate, it's just Sean Grigg, all good, like, you should be oh fine. And I remember going, 
I felt like <laughs> crap then. And I'm like, I could probably do the same to everyone so else. So you've parked down the memory bank yeah, for a good yeah, yeah. six years. <laughs> so I haven't so gotten funny. back at, at Grigger or Marich. We should do that. Maybe we do that off my phone after this. Yeah, we'll to, come uh, up who, too? who too? Uh, if you want to get Griggy, Griggy oh, back, yeah. maybe we'll oh, come yeah, up with actually. something and he won't have my number. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I reckon I've got to get him back because it's, it's forever lingered and I'm trying of, to catch up. A couple of speeding tickets. Yeah, but I'm – no, I'm, I'm sweet with that, I think. But, yeah. I've got a funny story for you. So there was an app on the app store called Textosaurus. I think it's been removed. Oh, yeah. No one get it if it's that there. It's a dangerous to, app. Yeah. And so how it works, for example, is – I can text Leggy from my from my phone, and it could come up as say, "Mum." Anyone? Yeah. It could come up and say, "Mum," and you can you can say whatever. Anyway, anyway, there was an example. This is early days at the Swans, I remember, and the Textosaurus app was was yeah, everyone in the locker room was using it. And I think one day one of the players, it might have been Hanbury or Josh Kennedy or one of those boys, got a message about saying, "Hey, mate, it's the coach." Can you meet me? I think it was, can you meet me at Bondi Skate Park and bring your skateboard at, at two o'clock on like a day off? And I think a few <laughs> of the boys went down to Bondi Beach and they're just sitting there waiting and here comes one of the boys walking down the park skateboard. with his skateboard <laughs> and then calls up. The coach says, hey, mate, I'm here. Where are you? And he's just like, what are you talking about? Wow. It's one of the great stitch-ups of all time. Anyway, I've, don't get any ideas because you'll use that. Yeah, I have heard apps like that before, but, but I reckon that was, that was even before the iPhone times. That was like... Yeah, it can't be legal. Eight years ago, that that app was around, yeah. or that you message someone and you can pay to get your name yeah, changed. Yeah, it costed a fair. It was yeah. like a dollar a text. Yeah, worth every dollar though. Hundred percent. So it is. good. So good. You can break. You can ruin friendships like <laughs> yeah. that. I love you that. Could ruin a couple. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what about? So recently, you've done Movember. You've got yep. the handlebars still, which are looking yep. awesome. Well done, first of all. Uh, like some of the things you do as a volunteer, which a lot of people may not know about you. For example, what you did this morning. If you wouldn't mind touching on that what you've done in previous years with kids with disabilities. This morning you, you spent yeah. your whole day off with with sick kids. Um, you just do so many different things to give back. Is that, um, what, first of all, why? And I know it's just such a nice thing to do, but you've always had good empathy and you like to do those things. Yeah, well, I mean, it just puts a lot of things in perspective. Um, like, for instance, today I went to the, the Gum, Gumbaya theme park, which to be honest, was really cool. It made me feel like a kid again. I went on the teapot ride. I went on this thing called the TNT. It's strapped in. They just it flies you through this roller coaster. Um, but yeah, no, it was awesome. It was it was obviously it was a day for the kids, um, putting them, you know, first and foremost, and having them share smiles and stories. And um, I think one of my key things is to have fun, but to share experiences and. That was something that where I could share an experience with someone else and yeah. make their time better. And I feel like that's such an important thing because that's all we've really got as humans. Like you can work really hard towards something. You can save all your money. Like you can do so many things. But mm. the one thing that continues, like your legacy, is through experience and storytelling mm. and mm. having stories and engaging with others. So, um, yeah, I mean the, the kids there are super brave. Like today you go in and, and, and some of the kids are dealing with, with – cancers and mm. um do the parents come along as well the parents come along as yeah. well to obviously help and support but um yeah like you you wouldn't know that they yeah. they're, they're there at a theme park they're having fun they're, they're so present yeah. and i think when kids are so present and brave they're things that we kind of forget about yeah. a lot of the time like um you know like you, this morning oh, i complained about traffic on the way here. i was late by 20 minutes like yeah. i just and it's not really a 
a major yeah. problem. Good um, hit of perspective. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. Good. and it, it, it just sort of regrounds you, realigns you, and just working one-on-one with, with anyone and having a connection like that, it sort of gives me similar tingles to plan at a pack G. Mm. Um, you can't really emulate that, but I found a passion in, in what I do mm. away from footy and I, I thoroughly enjoy it. So the whenever I've got energy and time and, um, and yeah, I just try and get back into – that sort of environment and I, I seem to thrive in it and I enjoy it. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And it clearly comes out in the way you carry yourself for sure. Like, because you, you're constantly having these hits of seeing people that are doing it a lot tougher and, and people that are, have really challenging times and able to do that. It, it clearly mm. goes into how you carry yourself as a person to the point where it kind of ties into, I listened to that podcast you did. I think how you carried yourself throughout that period is what, ultimately got you the opportunity to get back on Collingwood's list. Like, do you mind sharing the story of, you know, how Fly first reached out? And, you know, I, I think the conversation you said you had with him when you didn't get the spot, it went to Oscar Steen and you were told that, you know, that's it, thanks for training with us. But you you were so grateful, you thanked mm-hmm. him, you held your character, you didn't spit the dummy one bit. You go train at Carlton for a day and then, I don't know, for some reason, maybe a bit of good karma, I'm not sure what you believe in, but it, I think it has to play some part in things working out for you in terms of your footy career being reignited. Yeah, I mean, that whole journey is 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 pretty cool and it was awesome to have sort of explain it in through my own eyes. I, I guess you always see it in the um in the media and it's portrayed in a certain way, but it's very like statistical. It's like this day, this day, this day, but there was a lot of things that happened um behind the scenes and obviously Fly's call was um yeah, was was unreal like just seeing you know, like I'd spoken to fly back and forth over the years. Because um, you guys won a premiership in Richmond. At BFL. Richmond, yeah. So you'd work closely with him and then also Justin Lepich. Yeah, through he Richmond He was the Bax well. coach at Richmond, was he? Bax for a bit and then he went to the Fords. Thank God for that. So, yeah. <laughs> so we had Ben Rutten who was, he, yeah. who was an upgrade. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, upgrade. I, I love Lepper and, and Fly. And um, yeah, Lepper's a, a big version of myself. Yeah, um, yeah he's always, always cracking jokes and, and making the environment better. But... Yeah, I guess having that connection really, um, I guess when Fly sp- spoke to me through that time and having that previous past relationship and connection, um, his words had a lot more traction. I understood where he was coming from. I understood the conversation. Um, yeah, and, and he was able to be completely honest. Like mm. it, it wasn't a promise. Yeah. And obviously the them going with Oscar who, yeah, I would have done the same thing as a football club. He's 19 years old. He he's extremely fit, competitive. He's he's only going to get better, and his his whole career is ahead of him. Um, yeah, I, I guess not being promised something, but also correctly knowing how to navigate a human. And mm. I guess the way Fly spoke to me when um, when I was in the dumps, that phone call. I, again, I expected him just to say, look, we'll, we'll probably go with someone who's a bit hungrier, younger, um, someone who probably has a bit more, I don't know, yeah, hunger, mm. determination. So w- there was there was one spot on the list, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, there when was. When you come and train on to Colin. Because I remember, remember your very first session, you, it was in the off-season. Yeah. Very first session you did, it was, I, I was there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yourself. I think Q was there. He would have had his rig out for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because there was a photo that did come out, and um, obviously Q had his rig out. 
we wouldn't have had ours out. And I have my T-shirt on. And you notice any off-season <laughs> photos, when rig ha- when Q has his rig out, oh, T-shirt always stays on. Because <laughs> if, if, if I'm next to Q. him, yeah, oh, I, look, oh, I look like a little pencil. I look like a pencil now as it is. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I remember as well, like, I I assumed you've been at Collingwood for a, a year or two at least because you've. I remember you and Tay would come out and – bag of balls over your shoulder, cones in your hands, and you had, like, the whole session planned down the way. You were talking and I remember going far out. Like, Maybe I was running a mini ball magnets clinic. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous how <laughs> impressive it all was. And I just remember going, Titch has just been traded here. How is he walking around peacocking? And, and, I, and I was like, oh, I guess that's what a Brownlow does. <laughs> but, no, it was um, it was actually really cool. Like, the, the way you boys ran that yourself and um, it was very professional with the leadership and that. And I was like, oh, like, there, there was no egos. I, I love that about it. It was like I was training on and you boys gave me as much energy and effort and um, were so engaging in trying to get to know me as yeah. an SSP. Yeah. Um, and even then, I but wasn't I felt even... the same way, getting traded to the club. Like, what yeah. probably gave me that confidence to organise some sessions and organise some drills and because the boys made you feel so welcome and a part of it. Like, I haven't yeah. played a game with anyone. I'd been at the club for a few weeks and then that session, you talk about it. Yeah, I must have taken the reins on a few few yeah, things and said, boys, let's give this a crack. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> and then, yeah, before you know it, Legman's in the middle of it as well, running a few things and doing a few running drills with us. Yeah, no, no, I wasn't, I wasn't running anything, but I was, um, <laughs> I was contributing as best as I could and, yeah, just, just giving out my motivation as I normally do. But, yeah. yeah no I one mean, else is doing this. <laughs> yeah, no, no one else is doing this. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all fun. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful of my journey and obviously that call and the hardship and the me, me going to Carlton to, to be a little spy for a day and I got to see inside <laughs> you pick the up anything walls. from the game plan. Yeah, no, I wrote it all down in my in my diaries. Yeah, I good. had a look at all the walls and wrote everything <laughs> down and then came back to fly and said, "Yeah, this it's is what they're doing." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, no, like I mean it. Yeah, I'm super grateful. And again, I'm super grateful for Carlton for showing yeah. interest in me. And um, so you were literally there for one day. You had one. I had day. a medical on the Tuesday, and yep. then everyone came back from their um, Maruchidor camp or whatever mm. on the Thursday, and that was our first session. So, so you trained for one day, and then Friday you got picked up by Collingwood again because uh, Charlie Dean went thir- Thursday night. Got picked up by Collingwood. So you were literally at Carlton for one day. One day, yep. And, and you, you had to return your kit, didn't you? They gave you like a hat or something. And then no, no, to- no, no, no. I, I never, I never got around to returning it. I, um. I think I left the swiper potentially in the locker. Yeah. Grabbed my boots, popped them under my arm, and I was, yeah, I was just hoping that that I didn't have to re-message anyone to ask for the swiper back, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that everything would go smoothly with Collingwood. And um, yeah, luckily it did. But I have still got a pair of maybe three Puma socks from Carlton. Uh, from Carlton, <laughs> um, and then obviously I wore their kit. For um, Mad Monday, which I did, yeah, I remember which, that. So which, that, that was, was from fun. the kit that they gave you, and you, yeah, you just wrote SSP on the back, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And, and the it, hat was that from them? Yeah, hat as well. Yeah. The only thing that their hats are really good at that um, that Collingwood or, or Nike should do is they, they had the hat, but then they also had like the Velcro on the inside f- to make it a legionnaire. A flap. Yeah, so like what you, you wear can, like in grade six, like yeah, around the playground, yeah. Yeah. and you can just take it off if you want, or you can pop it back in. Very so aerodynamic. I feel like that's the if you. Don't have a mullet and you want to wear a mullet for a day yeah. and look after your neck from True. getting sunburned. Like that's the one one good. good thing that they had. And I think that's the only thing they've got over us is, okay. is a legionnaire hat. Let's uh, – who can we talk to? Maybe Plummy who's in charge of all the property. Maybe we put yeah. a request in for a few few of those. 100%. Speaking of aerodynamics, we've been doing some gymnastics training as well. Yep. 
Mate, you were so good yesterday. Yeah, well, you've probably got a, you've got a, all right, well, obviously your old man's a world champion pole vaulter. Yep. So you've got the genetics. Yeah. You said that you did gymnastics as a kid. Yep. So here's you pumping out. Like I, I went back with the young boys last week thinking I was pretty happy with some of my work, doing backflips. And then Leggy's coming this week doing all sorts of things. Yeah, I was all guns blazing. I thought, oh, I'm going to rekindle being the state champ champ. You were yeah. a champ yesterday. Yeah, I was, a, I was a state champion in WA. How old? I was maybe seven or eight. Um, but, yeah, I think mum and dad knew I was going to be taller than six foot. And um, the guy who was there was a Bulgarian coach. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, he sort of said, look, let's stunt his growth. And mum's <laughs> like, all right, like, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. If he's going to be more than six foot, let's get him into tennis. Let's get him into basketball. So I tried a lot of other sports after that. But, yeah, yeah gymnastics was one of the things that I did growing up because maybe I think mum and dad didn't want to discipline me. Um, and dad was like, oh, well, you're either going to be in ballet or gymnastics, you choose. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to be doing ballet. Yeah. But um, so I chose gymnastics. So I did that for you. And again, I used to cry. And as a kid, when you, when you do things that are hard, yeah. um, I cried most times going to that. Like I, I didn't want to do it. And again, I, I did kick at the age of six. That's a fun fact for you. So I did yeah. one or two days of kick and I, they had like an kick photo and it said I was absent. I cried. I didn't want to be there. It was a cold day. I think yeah. I copped a falcon. My beanie fell off. <laughs> and I was like, I'm never playing footy again as a six-year-old. And that's something I've – did kick as a six-year-old once or twice. Had one bad day. That's didn't enough. do it. Cue and in the then rack. Cue in the rack until I was about <laughs> 11 or 12. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've tried a lot of things, but gymnastics was something I, I loved. Mate, you were good at it. Yeah. You were good yesterday. You are best on. Had my three votes for sure. Great. Well, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the cartwheels yeah, actually, like, and that. It sounds like, it, like we do have a lot of fun in the gymnastics centre, and I think it's only a thing for the preseason, but it was tough. It, it was hard. It's, like especially the, the trampoline we're doing, running. the trampoline running, oh. the balancing, like the trampoline running was the hardest. It was the hardest by my own. I think it's because like we take for granted how nicely like hard the ground is mm. because – when it was like the trampoline, it had absorbed all your momentum and yeah. you just had to keep pushing away. It's almost like trying to run through like a foam pit or trying mm. to get out of a foam pit. Like yeah. it's impossible. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah, I, I'm actually dreading just the trampoline running. Everything else I excelled in and I was great at and yeah. I feel like I had a bit of a head bobble like that. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but we're, all, we're all gassed in the trampoline running. Yeah, but yeah. But it, it it's was good all, though to get some variety in our training. Like It is. I, uh, no one else is doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so Leggy's, Leggy's, one of Leggy's ongoing gags is every pre-season session. Well, yeah, we've been going for a little while now, but when we're in the middle of a session, you just say, boys, no one else is doing this, just seven out of the clubs. And it, it's, it's one, another one. I always get a laugh out of it to the point where I'm asking you now, like, is anyone else doing this? You're like, nah, nah, no, one no one else is. Yeah, I mean, it's just getting us through. I think I started in the off season and it was something when, when you're running by yourself or in smaller groups, it's hard. You've got to get each other through. Those, you, when we're, yeah. we're grueling, we're, when we're in the middle of those grueling sessions, like you, sometimes you need a laugh just to get your mate through. Yeah, 100%. Because so, we're all hurting just as much as each other. That, that, that's where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's where I'm here for, yeah. yeah, yeah you know, yeah, just yeah. making the boys laugh. So. Yeah. I feel like I've, I've taken that role on. I feel like I should be in the leadership group as just a full-time jester. 100%. Or I've actually thought of this as well, like as, as a job opportunity and I think ball magnets could excel at this. Do you reckon um, we could – yeah, we could hire. Yeah, we, got, like, we, got, we got availabilities. Yeah, well, no, I was thinking like a ball magnet's like 
fella who goes into a football club and just makes the boys laugh for the day. So, like, I, I'm just like an average Joe. I'll go to a club that's maybe lost four in a row and it's hard to laugh. Like, get and, them up and, and, and about. Yeah, and we've all been there. Like, we've lost three in a row, four in a row, and things get a bit dour. Are you allowed to laugh? Are you allowed to smile? And you almost need someone from externally coming in just yeah. to, like, like, who's got no knowledge of what's going on internally and as, like, a bit of a jester. Is this a pitch? Well, I feel like because I've said it now publicly, I better get a move on and yeah, like get a job description together. I'm I'm liking where this is going, but yeah, like I'm thinking post footy, this could be me. This could, like, that could be you. Clubs are struggling. Collingwood's lost three in a row. We we won't hear that for yeah, another yeah. until I if get that happens, though, you're gonna have something great up your sleeve. It'll yeah. be like boys bring your mouth guards tomorrow, and then we'll go bowling or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The losers got to wear their footy boots to the to the coffee yeah. shop, or wear your footy, <laughs> footy boots to bowling as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Slide down the thing. Just on the ball magnets for everyone that's listening, we're actually doing. Then we're gonna hook you up, Leggy. Yeah, we're about to do a big launch drop, so uh, a merch launch drop. I've worded that right, but. Um, yeah, the way we're going to do our merch is we're, we're, we're creating limited items. It's going to be very limited. You're going to get one. Yep. Um, but just so that everyone's aware, follow us on socials. Um, there'll be some cool merch coming and also our pre-season programs. Uh, Leggy's been a part of the clinics that I've run for the Pies Boys. So yep. we're going to start really pushing our programs home. So for everyone that's interested, make sure you download the Ball Magnets app. It's still free. Get on there. Mate, you need to get a subscription. We'll get you on there too. Yep, done. Um, and then, yeah, we'll give you that job because I reckon that could be you. Yeah, I yeah. reckon it is. Yeah. And also, like, we, with the programs, if you do want any good battle scars as well, I think the ball magnets are dishing them out. We, we're yeah. dishing them out, yeah. <laughs> Accidental or intentional, either yeah. way. Uh, you choose. Yeah. Actually, one more thing that I reckon you could do for ball magnets if you do yeah. come on board. You're very good behind the mic around the footy club. You're the guy that the media team goes to, gives the mic to. There was one segment I watched you going around asking all the boys about their tattoos. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they asked you about your tattoos. Can you tell me a little bit about yours? Are yours, I know you're quite a spiritual guy. Are yours quite meaningful or are some quite playful? Or nah. you've got a few, but what give us a give us a talk through your favorite couple and what um, they mean. Yeah, I feel like my favorite ones are always like sort of on the back of my legs. Like they're just actually, I think my favorite one is going to be um, my right leg. So yeah. actually, no, my left leg. My left leg's my favorite one because I had um, – so Jakey King, the push-up king, yeah. is a good mate of mine. He presented me my jumper when I was at Richmond and he um, he had a tattoo shop called City of Ink that's no longer there. He's currently selling caravans out in Epping. So if you need a caravan, there's a plug for your <laughs> kingy. Um, but, no, he uh, – I went to his tattoo shop for the first time. It was my first piece um, was my leg and, and he had a – and I sort of said, look, I want to get the straight line work, a bit old school. And he goes, all right, I've got the perfect man for you. His name's Otto. And I love Otto. Otto's one of my favourite tattoo Otto, artists. Otto. No, 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 not Andy Otten, <laughs> just Otto. Otto I okay. never knew what his last name was because on Instagram he's like Otto Tattoo Artist or something. Mm. So unless his last name's Tattoo Artist, yeah. and he's just yeah, well, followed the footsteps of his last name. It could be. Um, but he I, he didn't speak much English. He was, he was Vietnamese. And uh, I remember sitting down with him and I said, hey, mate, I want a bear. And he writes B-A-R-E. And I go, I want a candle as well. And he goes, all right, C-A-N-D-E-L. And then, like, he just started – and I wrote, like, owl. And he just, like, kind of wrote, like, a couple of zero, like, O's. And then he was, like, W. And I was, like, oh, gosh, like, I'm about to trust this guy and doing me, like, this piece. It's going to be with you forever. Well, it's with me forever. And, like, we, we can't figure out, like and, – and I had to, like, double-check. Like, is yeah, a bear, yeah. like, like, the grizzly bear, like a big bear. <clears throat> and I go, I want him playing, like, an accordion. Like, and I just started naming all these things. And I'm, like – 
oh gosh, what's going to happen? So do you have a bear playing an accordion on your leg? Yeah, just there. True. Yeah, right on the shin. And um, and I just feel like my first one was the biggest one where it just started the chain. Yeah. And just the smell of bepanthum, then like the pickle cream that you get just made me want to get more. I just had the itch. And it was like every time I'd days off so this is before i did support work and yeah. things in my spare time days off i used to go to the tattoo shop and i used to just sit there with kingy didn't have any tattoos booked and i'll just wait for an hour to get free and i'll just hop on and like yeah. i just kept chipping away and kept doing just the most bizarre things and i would spend hours there i'd go there on my day off and sit there from sit there from 10 o'clock till five or you four loved it, just, loved, just it loved it and i just sat around talking to everyone and yeah i just enjoy i used to do riddles all the time there yeah i'll tell you what i found really interesting from what you told me people that get face tattoos yeah that you can't actually go into a tattoo parlor and get a face tattoo on the spot yeah you well, have to you have to like go like how does that work you have to go and then you have to go away and think about it for like a three-month period and then if you still want it you can go ahead but there's all these rules around it well it was with City of Ink, so I think they had a lot of people ask for face tattoos. Right. Um, and Jake used to always say, look, what do you want? And it's like, oh, I want this. It's like, all right, we'll write it down. We'll do everything. I've got your name and everything, your number. This is what you want to do. Come back to me in three months. Yeah. If you still want it then, we'll do it. Yeah. But if, but in three months' time, maybe you've something's kicked into your consciousness and yeah. like you, you, you don't need it or you don't want it. Like, yeah. Sweet, yeah. I won't hear from you. Okay. Three months, I'll just scrunch it up, throw it away. Yeah. Like, if you know what I mean? But it's come a, back to three months. It's a probably it's a smart way to do it. Smart way to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. so rather than taking money and that, it was just like, no, this is on you for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. let's not yeah, it's a big F this up. Yeah. Yeah. What about your premiership tattoo? Are you going to get one? I think I am. I've got two tattoo guns at home. So Self self job? Yeah, I think I might do a little wow. self job. Um, do you reckon you could do me? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, a clean, I'm a clean skin. I'm a clean skin. I don't... Don't know if I'm going to get one. Don't know. Yeah. But okay. What, what What are you thinking? Well, I'm I'm actually thinking it maybe potentially getting like a little hot pie, like a pie, yeah. and putting like a flag in there. Yeah. With like twenty twenty three in it, and then having obviously room for another. I mean, I'm signed on for another year, so That's at least one, another yeah. flag in yeah. there. But um, yeah, if I can get another five years out of me, that yeah, be another five, five. five. It is cool in the locker room though, like slowly seeing more boys, like little tattoos pop up. Yeah, yeah. Little unique ones, but it's pretty cool. Just I, brings back all those good memories. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. And I, I think that's the best part. Like when we went away for holidays, it was great to go away and actually get out of the bubble because the week after was pretty hectic. The next mm. two weeks was quite full on for us, but um. By the end of my Europe trip, I missed all the boys so much. I almost wanted to like relive it a bit. And Man, like, isn't it being cool? I don't know if you felt this, but I was chatting to Braz and Dars Cameron and a few of the boys the other day, how good it felt to be back at the club. 100%. Like excited, but also just the culture that's being created. Like we love being there. Yeah. Like it felt so good being back at the club the other day and just you're sitting in the locker room, you're talking gags about Toasty. Yeah, yeah, Toasty. Um, yeah, yeah Ruben, who's our doctor. Leggy's nicknamed him Toasty for Ruben Sandwich, Toasted Sandwich, so he's just called Toasty. Yeah. Just like so, the silly stuff, but just like... Which I think still goes over his head, poor fella. Does he not know what it is? I, I feel like... I started calling him Toasty. Sometimes now. I go, hey, Toasty, and and I feel like now he's going, hey, Leggy, but before he'd, <laughs> he used to go, yeah, yeah, well, I've, I've had one this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, as, if, well, as in like an actual yeah, like, toasted like, like, sandwich. I was, I was like questioning oh. him. Like, oh, toasty? You're on <laughs> Toasty, question mark? <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. We better wrap it up because that's, that's been a great chat. It's, um, I listened to your other podcast, which I thought was amazing, and yeah. the way that you're so um, confident in the way that you can talk about your feelings and things is such a, 
a thing that I look up to and a lot of people do because you're so, I'm trying to think of the right wording, but I think as, as men, you know, you're, you're, you're leading the charge in terms of showing people how to be authentic and showing it's okay to be vulnerable. But then you also have this fun side, which we love as well. Like one yeah. of the best personalities of people I play with, honestly, me and that, mate, it's been unreal the last year getting to know you. And um, mate, yeah, since we're hiring you at, at Ball Magnets, it's gonna be good that, you know, we're gonna spend the next decade together, so. Full-time jester. Well, if things get dare at Ball Magnets, you know who to call. I'll be <laughs> in there the dancing man. around, call making the, everyone laugh. Call the leg man. Yeah, the leg man. But no, no, I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you as well for giving me the, the opportunity and the platform to have yeah. a bit of a chat. And, appreciate it, man. Um, obviously, that, that podcast was a bit more deeper and yeah. it, was a, it was a sports and mental health one and yeah. just having a bit of a yarn with a friend just and, and seeing this other side of me because um, I feel like I, I'm, I'm not bipolar, but I've, yeah. I've got these, I've, I'm almost balancing this deep and meaningful side and also this fun and playful, joyful side. So thank you for tapping into that other side. That's leggy. Um, that, that's leggy <laughs> that, that you see 90% of the time. And yeah. um, no, I, I appreciate it. It's, it's always... Um, it's always a chore. <laughs> always never, a chore, never, never pleasure. a pleasure with you, Titchy. So I like finding a haystack in a needle with you, isn't it? So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hard, hard work. No, talent beats hard work when, uh, you can't, you can't when talent it. forgets the, the hard work. You can't take a water to a horse, but you can make it anyway. Yeah, anyway, yeah. forget <laughs> Those about little, it. what do you call them? Things, little sayings. We always purposely, purposely muck them up muck for people up. just to see if they pull us up. So, um, yeah, mate, it's been good to find the haystack in a needle with you. But, um, mate, you. that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Cut.